listeners, and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy market developments in these unprecedented COVID-19 times. Joining me, Richard Sverison, today is Sigbjörn Selan, analyst at Storm Geo. Uh, a warm welcome to you, Sigbjörn. Yes, hello, Richard. Thank you for the invitation. How are you doing in these coronavirus uh, times? Well, uh, what should I say? Quite all right. It's uh, unusual times for sure. And we use mainly uh, ho- home office, but uh, things are, are gradually normalizing. So um, it looks pretty good, I would say. So uh, are you at home today or in the office? Or? Well, actually, today I am uh, at the office. See, but let's go straight in and talk about the Nordic market. I mean, it's been a quite uh, dramatic uh, year so far in terms of prices and in terms of what's happening in, in, on the supply demand balance. But if I can start by saying there's currently a very large hydrological oversupply in the Nordic region. Could you put this into historic perspective? I mean, ha- have we seen these kind of level of, of a glut before? Well, our record uh, starts by the year 1995. And, and in that period, uh, what we are uh, experiencing right now is extreme. It's uh, by far the, the highest hydrological surplus by this time of year on uh, record and also this year we have had the delayed snow melt it's like three to four weeks uh, delayed so uh, so snow reservoirs have accumulated more or less up until right now so so snow reservoirs are by far the highest on record since 1995 also including the the ground and soil moisture reservoirs so yeah an unprecedented surplus what the impact of this on on prices Sigbjorn? i mean we you know we've seen single digit uh, spot prices for quite some time now in the nordic area how long do you expect this to continue? Well, I think we are we are facing a very exciting period as uh, more or less as we speak snow melting is starting uh, for real. So we are facing now uh, a period with with record high inflow uh, levels. I think in June and July we will see by far the highest uh, inflow levels on records. Water reservoir content will increase uh, uh, rapidly. And after now, a, a couple of weeks with sort of a, yeah, what we, we call a spring capacity uh, squeeze due to the delayed uh, snow melt and significantly higher uh, spot prices than we had in in April. We are now facing a, a period with a very low uh, spot prices again. And within within few days, we will be at single digits again and, and probably remain there at least throughout June and uh, July. When reaching August, uh, the uncertainty is a bit higher, but it is highly likely that we will see single digits for the next uh, three months. Wow. So how about negative prices? I mean, could they go below zero? This never happened um, <laughs> in Norway before, but it certainly happened once before in Sweden. Is that something that you expect to see with all this massive amount when, when the snow really starts melting and, and, and filling up the reservoirs? Uh, well, we, we see it from time to time in the regulation market, and we have seen it in, in several of the of the price areas, including uh, SE1 and SE2, which is uh, purely hydropower areas. Uh, but still, I don't regard it very likely with negative prices in the system price. I think it's, I think it's unlikely, but cannot completely exclude the possibility. For sure, hydropower producers will do everything in their power to avoid producing at negative uh, prices. But if the alternative is worse, they will. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, could be, if it will cause costly flood damage, 
if the water flows past the power station without letting it flowing through the turbines. Mm. So I would say negative prices in the system prices is, is highly unli- unlikely, but you cannot exclude it completely. Sure. How likely is as are we to see floods in in Norway once the snow melting gets fully underway? It's uh, more probable than ever in a way, but whether it will cause damage is is difficult to say, but for sure there is a a real probability for that. If we return to prices, Sigbjorn, how quickly do you think prices can rebound to to those we saw last year, I mean 2019 levels? Yeah, well, that's a question of probabilities for sure, but most likely that will take quite a long time. The strong hydrological a surplus will impact prices for a long time. And uh, on top of that, we have uh, the situation with uh, ever-increasing wind power production in the Nordic uh, region. So, so, yeah, the balance will be very, very strong also in 2021 and in tw- uh, yeah, also in 2022. Uh, so, so it could definitely be quite a while before we, we see the prices from last year again. And we've been talking mainly about supply, Sigbjorn, but how has the COVID-19 pandemic hit hit demand in the Nordic region? Do you think, I mean, specifically I'm thinking, do you think there are more, more surprises in store further down the line when, you know, we're not quite sure how the demand, for example, for aluminium or paper will pan out? So, you know, after we're on the other side of this uh, crisis. I would say that consumption in the Nordic region is more or less unchanged uh, from last year and that is uh, quite a surprise in a way when the when the covid-19 exploded in the way and we had the lockdowns and shutdowns and uh, containment measures we we for sure started to decrease our consum- electricity consumption uh, estimates uh, but we have had to revert that, uh, and and now we are almost back to where we were before the COVID nineteen. Now we have to say that it looks uh, what should I say good, and there's no reason now to to expect uh, consumption uh, decreasing uh, uh, more. Yeah, so the Nordic region seems uh, very different from from uh, most of uh, Europe in in that sense. Demand has only stayed very robust, hasn't it? So yeah, I think yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned the wind power. How do you expect the coronavirus crisis to, what kind of impact does that have or what will it have on, on wind power development in the region? Will it continue as it has done before or will it will things sort of uh, slow down a bit? You should probably expect that it should slow down a bit, but very not in any significant way, uh, I would say. And, and, and maybe as a bit of a surprise, I would say that, uh, well, we have seen decent number of final investment decisions for new onshore wind power also after the COVID-19, basically we don't see any uh, impact on, on the, the willingness to invest in wind power in the Nordic region. And uh, I would say that also regarding that factor, COVID-19 has had an insignificant impact. Very interesting because I think the situation is very different in other parts of Europe. Mm. But Sigbjorn, thank you very much for joining the Montel Pod Extra today. All the best to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you and goodbye. Take care. Bye bye. Well, listeners, I would also like to thank you for listening in to the Montel Pod Extra over the past few weeks. I hope we've been able to provide you with some stimulating and useful discussions and views from various people in the sector and beyond. I know we're not out of COVID-19 yet, 
unfortunately, but we will conclude Series 2 here. Who knows, we may return again soon. In the meantime, keep listening to the Montel Weekly Podcast and keep up to date with all the news on Montel Online. Goodbye.